Hello, and welcome to this Facebook Live edition of the Shoemakers Library. Uh, the Shoemakers Library is our library's podcast uh, that you can find on most uh, major uh, podcasting platforms, uh, but we also post it here on Facebook, uh, so you can look there as well. Uh, if you are listening on our podcast after the fact, hello there as well. Uh, so why did I decide to do this episode on Facebook Live? Well, I really enjoy the Phantom of the Opera, and I wanted to have the opportunity to chat uh, with you guys about it, especially after this past weekend's uh, free viewing on YouTube of the 25th anniversary Phantom of the Opera at the Royal Albert Hall. So I hope some of you got to watch that and uh, you guys uh, chat with me about it in the chat. So I will keep an eye on that and uh, I'll give you some background information about the show as well. So while we wait for a few more people to join, uh, what got me into Phantom of the Opera? Why am I so interested in it? Uh, well, it started when I was very young. Uh, to go to sleep at night, there was only four things that would uh, get me to sleep. Uh, classical music, or the movies The Wizard of Oz, The Nightmare Before Christmas, or Beauty and the Beast. So off the bat, you can see uh, a lot of those things can contribute to why Phantom would catch my attention. I also have to thank the PBS show uh, Wishbone, which around the same time uh, that I got interested in Phantom the Musical, uh, they showed a Phantom of the Opera-themed episode. So, I was hooked. Okay, so we've got a few more people. Let me see what I can do here. I'm arranging my screen. Hello. I'm also looking at my notes, so. Phantom was awesome. Good. I'm glad some, you guys enjoyed it. It was, it's a very good show. Okay. So, how this is going to work is uh, we're going to go through the show that we watched during the weekend, The Phantom of the Opera at the Royal Albert Hall, the 25th anniversary special. I will post some questions to you uh, and... Uh, give you some and read them off here, uh, try to get some answers. I'll share some background information that I have uh, from both the show and Phantom in general, the history of it. Uh, and for those of you who are listening after the fact, either this recording or uh, on the podcast, uh, I'm hopefully going to give a lot of information. So uh, it's worth your time if you're listening to this after the fact as well. Okay, so first, some background of The Phantom of the Opera. Uh, so it was first a serialized story in a newspaper magazine by French mystery author uh, Gaston Leroux uh, between 1909 and 1911. Uh, 1911 is when uh, the book was published. Uh, for those of you who read the book, what do you think of it? I read it a few times. I love the story. I like the elements. The execution needs a little work. It's not great, but... Uh, I think because of the weak execution uh, is what makes it so versatile to adaptations. And there have been a lot of adaptations other than just Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, book. So if you haven't read it, I do recommend you reading it. I'm a librarian, so I can't leave this stream without recommending some books. So if you haven't given the book version of Phantom of the Opera a chance, I recommend it. Maybe you'll like it more than I do. I do enjoy it, but I like many adaptations uh, better than this. Uh, one book adaptation that I actually do like better than Gaston LaRue's novel is uh, Phantom, 
by Susan Kay. Uh, this one takes more of a deeper dive into uh, the mental state of the three characters, Christine, Raul, and our Phantom character. Uh, because it's Phantom, it t delves deeper into the Phantom's motives. Uh, we learn his story from the beginning, his family aspects, what he did leading up to uh, being the opera ghost, uh, and then his take on all of the stuff that he did at the opera. So I recommend this one as well. So Phantom by Susan K. But let's get back to the show that we watched this weekend. Andrew Lloyd Webber's The Phantom of the Opera is probably the most famous adaptation of LaRue's story next to the uh, 1924 silent version by Universal starring Lon Chaney, the man of a thousand faces. Uh, this is a good adaptation adaptation as well, especially you just have to get through uh, the silent of it. So we talked about, we watched the 25th anniversary of the Phantom of the Opera. Uh, if you want to know what happens after this, uh, you can then uh, take a look at uh, Love Never Dies, which is the sequel, Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, sequel to Phantom of the Opera. Uh, hopefully, the show must go on. The YouTube channel that showed Phantom of the Opera this weekend will show this show, and if this is successful and you are interested, uh, I'll do a similar discussion with this one. I have quite a few thoughts on this adaptation as well. Okay, so let me see what we have in the chat so far. If there's anything here. Phantom by Susan K is great. Very, I agree. It is. It is very good. I've. I only read it through once. I tried reading it every, again every once in a while, but uh, it's uh, it's a long book, and I have so many other things to read. So I don't always get through it, but I'm I'm trying. I'm working my way through it again. Okay. So what do you think of the Phantom of the Opera? Uh, I think it comes down to the striking visualizations that it conjures. It conjures up great things for the imagination to think about. Um, a mask, a rose, an underground lair. It just captures the imagination. So what interests you about it? What what makes you like this story? Uh, there's also the love triangle, the tragic love story between the three characters, Christine, Raoul, and Eric the Phantom. Um, it's just... There's a lot to unpack, and a lot that people can adapt as well. Uh, they can do their own versions. Um, I'm working on my own story uh, version of of it, uh, so there's just lots to do. So I'll give a few more seconds to see if anybody else writes in. Okay. Okay, so I'll keep checking back at the chat. So what uh, makes this cast so special? What makes this um, uh, performance that we watched so special? I think it's the three leads that they chose to be Phantom, Christine, and Raul. Uh, the Phantom is played by Ramin Karimlu. Uh Christine Daye is played by Sierra Vargas. And uh, the Raul Vicanti Shani is played by Hadley Frazier. I think both of those three did a masterful job at their roles. Um, the one role that surprised me the most was actually Hadley's Raoul. 
the other two I was familiar with, uh, their performances before and their takes, so I knew a little bit going in what they were going to deliver. Uh, but Hadley, I never saw the actor before. I never saw his take on Raoul. I think, if I if I am correct, I think that was his first time doing the role, so I, so I didn't have any experience with what his take on it is. And I feel Hadley made Raoul kind of a jerk. He, he wasn't a very sympathetic Raoul, which uh, other performances that I've seen, uh, you root for him, or they want you to root for him. Most people root for the Phantom, but they want you to root for him. But with this, they kind of make him a, a jerk as well. Uh, you can see he loves Christine, but he's almost just as controlling as the Phantom. Uh, an example that I, I took away was the second scene in the manager's office in Act 2, where he was t telling Christine he, she has to be bait. Uh, where in other actors' interpretations I've seen, it comes across, it doesn't come across so harshly. Uh, Hadley played it just, the way he played it just rubbed me the wrong way and kind of made it like, just leave her alone. She doesn't want to do it. That's, that's it. Find another way of catching the phantom. Uh, then Sierra Vargas as Christine. Uh, she is not new to the role. She played it a few times. Uh, she opened the role in Las Vegas uh, Phantom Spectacular in 2006. Uh, then she was given a chance to play the Christine character again, uh, but this time in the world premiere of Andrew Lloyd Webber's sequel to the Phantom, Love Never Dies in 2010. Uh, so since Sierra played both the younger and older uh, Christine's uh, before this uh, special that we saw, uh, you can really see that she has a command of the character. She she played two vastly different ages of the character. She sort of no, has gotten inside the mind of the character. So you can really see that uh, through the role and see that growth. Uh, she makes the character seem naive in the beginning and then at the end shows the strength that she needs to make her, her the final decision. And then Ramin as the Phantom, he's a fan favorite Phantom. He played the Phantom a few times in London. I don't believe he played it on Broadway before, but he played it in other uh, countries and uh, specifically the London production. Uh, and then he too also uh, originated the Love Never Dies Phantom. So he, like Sierra, uh, really knows the role, played the older and younger Phantom. Uh, they did it together. Uh, and I think doing that together uh, they've been Phantom and Christine together a few times, have really uh, made it so that their roles, uh, see, you can see the chemistry between their, their acting and uh, their singing is great. Uh, a shout-out performance that I would have to say is Wendy Ferguson's, uh, who played Carlotta Giudicelli. Uh, I think she does great in the role. Uh, she at points steals the show. Uh, she created a Carlotta that is both uh, empathetic, you feel sorry for her, she just wants the job, She some, somebody stole her job and she just wants it back, uh, but you also dislike her at the same time because that's what the narrative wants you to do, is not like her. Uh, the actress uh, portrays a Carlotta that doesn't care if you dislike her, which is fun, uh, so she, she keeps uh, singing no matter what you do to her. Um, or for the most part. Near the end, she decides not to, but uh, one noticed part is when she smirks at the, uh, while she was singing uh, Prima Donna at the end, uh, after the Phantom declares there will be consequences for not listening to him, and that smirk just pretty much says, do your worst. The Phantom does his worst, and it's not great, but it's, 
interesting that Carlotta was just do your worst. Okay. So let's go back to the chat and see what if there's any new messages. Oh, there is a few, so let me read them. I have my notes up, so I have to go to different screens. You like the music? Yeah, it's just it's a very it's a very good show. I like it a lot. Okay, let me go back to my notes here. Does it, do any of you have a favorite character that you saw from the performance? Anything that you found interesting? Okay. So, another aspect that I want to talk about is the chandelier. It's a very massive piece. It's pretty much what uh, is visualized uh, when you say phantom. Uh, there's a handful of things that you look at when you say phantom. Somebody may think of the mask, the boat, and the chandelier. Uh, so what did you think of the chandelier effect? Uh, when I first saw uh, this production in theaters uh, back in uh, 2011, I liked that it exploded. Uh, but I was sad that it didn't drop like it's supposed to in, in most productions. Um, but side note, uh, the chandelier, the best chandelier effect that I ever saw uh, for an Andrew Lloyd Webber production uh, would be the U.S. tour, the most recent uh, U.S. tour where they revamped the setting and the staging of the show. Uh, that chandelier uh, both dropped and exploded. Uh, it didn't drop all the way like it does in uh, the Broadway and London productions, but it did drop a little bit and it did a nice firework effect. So that would be my favorite of the chandelier effects that I've ever seen. Uh, but I do like the Broadways when it drops and if you stand up, you may uh, get hit in the head with it. So I do like that aspect. I think there was an Australian production where it went really fast down uh, due to uh, safety issues. The chandelier can't really drop as fast as a real chandelier would drop, but I think there was a production in Australia that tried um, making the chandelier go the speed that an actual chandelier would drop, and I hear it was pretty scary. Let's see, back to the chant. Okay, nothing yet. Okay. So what did you think of this staging of the show? So we talked about the chandelier, but then there was also the staging uh, just of the screens and uh, of just making it, it was different from if you saw it on Broadway or in London or if the tour, it was uh, more minimal, uh, but with a massive, uh, more reliance on acting and uh, the chorus. Um, I liked the digital screens. I think they were a great choice. Uh, it really made everything stand out. Um, I miss the actual sets and stuff. Uh, I'm glad they used uh, some of it, like the boat and uh, some candle work and the, the Phantom's chair. Uh, but from what it was supposed to be, originally it was going to be a concert. Uh, so a lot of times these shows do uh, ceremony concerts uh, to celebrate the occasion. And those concerts are just actors and actresses who played the roles before, uh, standing up in front of a microphone, and singing uh, with a little bit of acting, but mostly it's just a concert where they sing the songs from the show and talk about the history and things like that. Um, so I'm very happy that they decided to actually do a staging 
a production of the Phantom of the Opera for for their version and so for this anniversary so I'll take whatever I got and I got a very good show out of it so I I wonder if you agree that and then another question is who do you prefer Christine to end up with that's a famous uh, question who what team are you on are you team Phantom team Raul are you team Christine I'm uh, more team Christine as I grow older uh, before I was more team Phantom as I grew up you realize the Phantom you well you should have known from the beginning the Phantom is not a good guy but you when you grow up you really see the issues with the Phantom uh, and this production really soured me on Raul as well so I'm more team Christine she deserves better than any either of them uh, maybe she should just take up her singing career and and take that on the road for a while instead of focusing on uh, a date or relationship. So I wonder what team are you on to think of that? Um, or are you just a team, what, uh, another character, team Carlotta? A lot of people I see that uh, going around, people feel bad for Carlotta. She's just somebody who got her job stolen by an understudy. Uh, where's the civil service in that? Uh, and... So uh, a lot of people are becoming more Team Carlotta because she really, she's not nice, but she worked very hard for her, her uh, role, and it just, at the first sign of trouble, she's uh, ditched for a chorus girl. So, so that's my thoughts on that. And so did anybody stay after the show was over? Um, there was an extended curtain call where past phantoms came, past Christine's, uh, past people who worked on the show came up, said some stuff, did some singing. I watched it. I watched. I don't watch it all the time. I have the movie. I watch it every, uh, every once or twice a year. Um, I watch it sometimes. It's it's interesting. Uh, I like seeing everyone. It's. Uh, like we see Hal Prince and we see Julian Lane. Uh, Hal Prince is the original director of the show. Julian was the choreographer. It's nice to see them because sadly they have recently both passed away. Uh, so it's nice that they were still around to celebrate uh, this achievement uh, and share their their thoughts on the show. Uh, so it is a nice uh, thing. So if you haven't watched it, I recommend trying to find it and and. Uh, seeing all of the passion on stage for for this show okay and then finally i'll leave you with one other question uh before we wrap up here and that is what character do you connect with and do you sympathize with the phantom or christine or any other character uh, so for me you were supposed to sympathize with the Phantom. He's not a nice guy, and but for some reason, it, you sympathize with him. You see, he has a hard life. He doesn't. He definitely does goes over the top. He's not. He's not supposed. To, he's not. Doesn't he murders? He uh, is a bit selfish, but you still sympathize with him. So I like the Phantom, but I like all the characters, even though they have massive. 
uh, faults. Uh, but what about you? What are you thinking? Who do you connect with most? Who do you leave the show uh, rooting for? Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, I had a blast here. I like seeing your comments. And with that, uh, I hope you all have a great day. And if uh, this does, uh, Love Never Dies is shown on the uh, the show must go on YouTube channel. I will do another. I'll come back and I'll do another brief discussion in my thoughts on on that one. So with that, uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, I hope you have a great day. Bye.